Well, hey there. I'm Lauren Dimmitt Waters, and I'm a New York City-based blogger and influencer who's been covering beauty, style, and lifestyle for what seems like forever. But now I'm a woman in midlife who wants to discover all of the secrets to growing younger. I'm ready to explore topics that deal with health and anti-aging, especially when it comes to beauty, fashion, wellness, and longevity. I'll find the foremost experts to unearth what's new, what works, and even what you shouldn't waste your money on. I'm on the hunt for the latest and greatest discoveries and strategies to help us all get through this journey called life with a little humor and a lot of attitude. I want to keep fighting the fight so we can all grow old ungracefully. So welcome to Beauty is a Bitch. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Beauty is a Bitch. And today we are going to talk about something that is not in my wheelhouse, and that is dating in midlife. But I know a lot of women are in this boat. So my guest today is Bella Gandhi. She is the fairy godmother of dating, according to Steve Harvey, Kelly Clarkson, GMA, and more. She is the founder of Smart Dating Academy, a date coaching service that helps women date smarter and find love. They've had zero divorces in 13 years and help you get psychotically optimistic. I love that about online dating, meeting people in real life, getting set up and more. And they wrap you in a bubble wrap during the dating process. So you are protected and have fun. How are you? Wait, I just want a little caveat here, everybody. They just started construction on my kitchen, of course, this morning. So if you hear noise, I'm really sorry. I'm trying to hide somewhere where it won't affect us. So how are you, Bella? I'm so good. And I'm so happy to talk about my favorite subject, which is dating and dating in midlife. Because let's put it this way, ladies, uh, the ocean is full of amazing single people, especially at this time of year. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to get into that. So tell us about dating in midlife and how is it different than when we were younger? I mean, it's been over 15 years for me, so I can't even imagine what's going on. And when I hear about it, I'm like, oh boy. But tell us, what are the differences? So dating at midlife can be better than ever, believe it or not. So often Hmm. we think that, oh my gosh, I'm not in my 20s anymore. I'm not as cute. You know, I'm not as snatched. And I'm going to tell you what, you are amazing. You are beautiful and you have a lot more wisdom now to know what you need instead of what you just want. So dating at midlife is great because you get people that might not be so, you know, we might not be so crazy about needing to get married, needing to have kids, right? All of that. So it's kind of like, wow, for this time in my life, I get to be with somebody who's a really good lid to my pot a good companion. Maybe I just want somebody to travel with. Maybe Mm -hmm. I want somebody to go to the symphony with, but the world is your oyster at midlife. Oh, I I like that perspective. Uh, Okay. So I, what, how do you prepare yourself for mentally getting back into the dating world? Like, let's say you're just, especially like with COVID and everything, it's, it had to be like, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm not even going to put my own thoughts on this because I have no idea what it was like. So you tell me. <laughs> Look, dating during COVID, believe it or not, like for the first couple of weeks, we all, everything just sort of died. Right. And right. but then about three to four weeks into COVID, everybody was like, wow, this really sucks. I can't brunch. I can't go to dinner. I can't see my friends or my family, especially, you know, single people. And keep in mind, 48% 
of American adults are single. That's 118 wow. million single people. So if you feel like you're the last single person out there, I promised you, you are not. So during COVID, dating actually went crazy. And so the oh. app saw, wow, Zoom's eating our lunch because people started Zoom dating. We were like, everyone get on Zoom, start meeting people. You don't have to stop dating, just develop these connections over video. And people did. We had people fall in love over video connections. So now video is a great part of the process that can help you screen. But now getting ready to date again, this is the best time of year. Unequivocally, as you Mm -hmm. now know, Lauren, because you saw me talking about this last week on picks, we're going into cuffing season. Cuffing season then leads into peak dating season to get yourself ready. Make some changes, okay? Don't just sit there and think, oh, you know, I'm just going to get on the apps and take five janky photos from my iPhone and throw them (laughs) on there and like pick something and then give it five minutes of short shrift effort and think that Mr. Right is going to be Amazon Prime to your inbox because that is not going to happen. This is the most important thing you will do in your life right? And we don't, we, we give job search more importance. We give selling our house more importance. There's nothing more important than you and finding the lid to your pot. So do some things differently. If you need help, hire it. You just, you've got to get out of your comfort zone to get new results. Okay. So I'm going to bounce to a different question that I was going to ask later since, but you brought it up. So you do talk about dating seasons. What season are we coming into and explain what cuffing is. And by the way, it's C-U-F-F-I-N-G. I thought that you guys were saying cupping when I saw when I saw it on the news, when I saw you. So little, it's cuffing. So can you explain the dating seasons, which one we're coming into? Because I know the holidays are coming up. And then what cuffing season is? Cuffing season is actually hilarious to me, the word. It's more a British term, but Mm -hmm. it seems like it's gaining a little bit more traction. But now that you are listening to this, dear ladies, you're going to be super in the know. So it's cuffing, like Lauren said, FF. And what does it mean? It means as the days get darker and colder, right? Now we're into October, November, December. People can make the play where they're like, you know, I'd really like to have someone to cuddle up with, to Netflix and chill with to have someone around for the holidays. So I'm going to handcuff myself <laughs> to one person for this season. Stop playing the field. Am I a huge fan of cuffing? That's a whole nother subject. We can come back to that. But cuffing okay. season is what the Brits say. I talk in, in, in the United States, we talk more about peak dating season, which really kind of starts to amp up now. But in December, online dating app membership spike. 50 Hmm. to 80%. Wow. Crazy. Almost double because of two reasons. The holidays. There's holiday parties. We don't want to be the last single person at our holiday dinners. It's like, oh my God, I don't want to face Aunt Sally going, oh my God, Lauren, have you met someone yet? Are you dating? Right? So everybody. And then there's New Year's resolutions. Like I said, almost half of us are single. So those two drivers put almost double the amount of people into the dating pool from December all the way up to Valentine's Day. So if you are thinking this is going to be your time to do this, this is the perfect time to get yourself out of whatever the hell dating detox you've been in, doing nothing, (laughs) messing around, to doing something strategic that will get you good results this time. So if somebody says that they're looking for someone to cuff with or, you know, to 
to cuddle with, let's say. Um, and they're being open about it. Then it's it, it has an expiration date. Is that basically what this says? It could. And that's a great okay. question. Okay. Here's my here's what I think. Always be transparent with regards right. to your intentions. If your goal is just, hey, I'd like to cough until after the holidays, you know, and if you're like, yeah, that sounds like my jam. I'm not looking for anything serious either. Great. However, ladies, if you are looking for something serious, don't cough. <laughs> and if the guy says, hey, I'm not looking for anything serious. I, you know, I'm sort of Mr. Right now versus Mr. Right or Miss Right now versus Miss Right, right? Whoever it is you're looking for. Listen to that. Right. A lot of times women, we're amazing. Our brains have diffuse awareness. We fix problems. We're solvers, right? And when we hear, I'm not looking for something serious, in our head, the response is, oh, you just haven't gotten to know me yet. I'm telling yeah. you, listen to what they're saying. Listen to the words. It's actually kind of rare that people try to deceive us in the beginning. What our brains do is go, oh my God, he's so cute. I'm just going to give this a go and I bet you it's going to work out. No, no. He's nope. saying what he means. And even if he acts like your boyfriend while you're cuffing at three months, he might say, you know what? I'm really good. I said I didn't want anything serious. Peace out. I'm Peace out. out. And yep. you're left holding the shrapnel of your heart in two hands going, what just happened? I want you to watch what they say and what they do. Mm -hmm. All the clues are there. Mm -hmm. That's something I even learned in dating back when I was dating. So I remember men are usually pretty upfront about what they're looking for. And if you think you're the person that's going to change them, probably not. Probably, um, not. probably not. Okay. So how do you prepare yourself mentally to get back into the dating world? Know that you're coming into peak dating season and okay. it gets back to this fun little thing that we, that Lauren talked about in the beginning, you know, we get you psychotically optimistic, right? <laughs> the first thing you need to do, you know, it doesn't matter how beautiful you are, how much you're working out, la, 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 all of that is great. But if your mindset and your attitude isn't in the right place, it's not going to yield the best results. So I want you to become what I call psychotically optimistic. Yes, I use the word psychotic. And yes, sometimes therapists don't like that word because it has a different connotation. Now, let's right. just assume I'm not a therapist. I'm going to say psychotically means even in the face of, okay, I haven't gotten past the second date in eight months. I don't care. I want you to say love is out there for me. It's a when, it's not an if. And you just date like hell until you find this person. I want you to date smart. Dating is a numbers game, but you have to play it smart. But I'm promising you, love exists for every single person out there that wants it, okay? And so you're going to have to change some things. And most importantly, when you start to internalize this mindset and you start to feel excited about dating, you start to feel excited about your dating prospects, about yourself, about your life, you become more attractive and you start mm -hmm. to bring good people in. It's amazing. And if you need to get psychotically optimistic and you're not, call me. This is what we do every single day <laughs> for people. But psychotic optimism is the first step to this. And then 
you've got to do all of the other things to get ready, right? Just like you would think about if you wanted to sell your house, you would have a list going, ladies, because this is how, what do I have to do in the kids' room? What do I have to do in the den? What do I have to do with the front door and the yard? And you would have everything moving in that direction. Dating is the same way. There's a lot, there's, this is like when I tell my clients about dating, it's like, you've got, it's like a car. I don't know much about automotive, but there's a lot of shit that happens to make a car go, right? There's pistons and sparks <laughs> and things like that. And dating is very much the same way. There's a lot going on under the hood that has to be addressed and all has to fire <laughs> at the same right time to get the ship going. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So you're saying like, don't act psychotic. You just want to get like really yeah. in the, okay. But what happens if like you have oh, a yeah, bad I date? I know, I know. Let's say you don't act psychotic on your date. Don't act psychotic but, ever, right, ever, ever, ever. I know. But what happens if you you have a <laughs> you have a bad date and all of a sudden you're like, oh God, you know, just like totally just takes the wind out of your sails. You know what? What do you do? Just it's wipe just, off your knee, get back up and get back on the horse, right? Yeah. What if you had a bad okay. meal in a restaurant? Would you be like, well, hell, I'm never eating out again? You'd be no. like, well. I'm probably not going to go to that restaurant again, but you know, your stomach would get better. And a week later you'd be like, wow, <laughs> I'm sick of Uber eating. I want to go out again. This is the same analogy with dating. Okay. Just because you have one bad date and somebody takes the wind out of your sails, you can't quit. Okay. That the only way to stay single forever is to do nothing. Yep. Yep. I, okay. Boy, this is okay. So let <laughs> Let's switch gears here. I'm like thinking, I'm like, hmm. no, this is really funny. Just to totally, but I printed out the, some questions I wanted to ask you and my husband found them on the printer and he was like, is there something you need to tell me? Right. Like what's going on? Lauren? <laughs> we, need, we need to talk. No, we don't. I was like, I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, this is for, it's for a podcast, please. But it was, it was pretty funny. Okay. So what are some of the red flags women should be looking out for? And I'm sure there are many. Oh, 100%. So I, you know, as part of our first onboarding with our clients, we talk about red flags. We have like 70 of them listed out by phase of dating. Okay. 70? Wow. I mean, (laughs) I wish I could show our handbook here, but this is, so we, I would tell you that when you're dating, one of the first things that you want to look for is if someone in their profile, okay, says, I'm not looking for any drama. Usually we're like, oh, good, me neither. I'm not dramatic. If someone says he's not looking for drama, that's code for I'm probably going to cause you drama. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Run. What does it Run. mean? Okay. Run. And if it's in your profile, take it out because I know you, dear listener, are not someone who's looking for drama. And sometimes we don't know, but what I have seen and I've collected collected a lot of data over the last 13 years to look at correlations of good people versus unsavory people. Anybody says that they're not looking for drama is the person who's like, oh, well, you're dramatic. I mean, if I, after five weeks, just go dark for two weeks and you have a response to that, don't be so dramatic. Oh my God. Um, excuse you. What? And that's happened to so many of us. And if anybody seems like they're negative, or they're angry in their profiles when they go on these little rants. You know, you see sometimes guys saying, you know, 
I know women think that like they should be dating within a one mile radius of them. But let me tell you why you should consider us guys in the suburbs, right? It's like anyone that seems like they have a little bit of rough edges around them, they're telling you they're negative. And if they say they're sarcastic also, sarcasm is not good. It comes from a dark place. It comes from a place of not being happy, right? Oh, no, I love sarcasm. You love love sarcasm from people that you know and you trust and you find funny, but not from people that say up front, I'm sarcastic. It's usually a nice way for saying I can be mean and don't, I'm just going to house it under humor. It's not funny. Oh, yeah. Or someone says that they don't like narcissists, they're probably a narcissist. I got it. If someone has to say, I'm a nice guy, he's probably not a nice guy. Run. So what? Oh my gosh. Okay. So like, what are some other red flags? I like the red flags. And let's talk about like the things you should be looking for. If someone in their profile says, I don't know what I'm looking for, believe them. If you're looking for something serious, pass that dude by. Do not get caught up in that. Again, they say where they are. If they're, if it says looking for something casual, you're not going to change his mind. So don't read between the lines. Read, read the lines. It's right there. It is. There's literally a key to this person right there in front of you is what you're saying. But you just have to like learn to sleuth a little bit. Learn to sleuth a little bit. And it's hard. I'm going to, I'm going to digress for a second and tell you if you're in the dating world and you feel like you haven't been picking the right people, or maybe you're coming out of a bad divorce, right? The data shows that 40 to 50% of first marriages end in divorce. And when we try it again, and we haven't had good intervention around us, second marriages divorce at a rate of 67%. Third marriages at 74%. So if you find yourself dating same dude or same woman, different face year over year, decade over decade. Like, God, why do I keep dating these people that don't want what I want? Why do I keep dating these people that ghost me or leave Mm -hmm. me or are narcissists? You may have a dating pattern that needs some intervention. So I just wanted to put that in there with red flags because sometimes, and this stuff can come from childhood attachments, right? If, If our parents didn't give us the love. God bless them. They tried. I'm a parent. We all try. But if they didn't give you the love in the way that you needed to receive it, you might have attachment issues. You might gravitate towards people that aren't good for you, that raise your anxiety, that won't commit to you, right? And Hollywood and social media does a number on us as well. Like we should be feeling chemistry right away right? If there aren't fireworks, you don't feel butterflies, throw this person back to the curb. If any of this sounds like you, you might have a dating pattern and you might be ignoring red flags in the dating process. And I say this to you totally from a place of love. If Mm -hmm. this is you, you're like every client that's in our practice at Smart Dating Academy. Like Lauren said, our goal is to identify dating patterns, teach you about red flags, teach you about what high GHQ guys are. That's our trademark, high and good husband qualities and wrap you in pink sparkly bubble wrap so you don't get hurt during the process. If the stated goal is to find love, the reciprocal of that is to avoid you getting into dumpster fire relationships again. (laughs) You know, it's funny. It's this is bringing back like a lot of memories that I have 
not thought about in a long time, obviously, because I've been married for a while, but um, I did date quite a bit before I got married. So, and I remember we didn't have apps back then, but I did do a little online dating. You did? And when I, a little bit. I remember, okay. what was it? Like eHarmony? Yeah. And, oh, what's the other one? Match. 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 Those are, I mean, that was it back then. Or there was maybe, I don't know. I didn't really get, you know what happened? I had some really bad experiences. Um, right off the bat. So I, I was like, nope. And I met my husband, the old fashioned way on a bar, but, um, I love love that. And everybody's had, yeah, bad experiences suck. I'm sorry that happened to you. Well, I mean, you know what I was, it wasn't just me. I mean, any of, I remember, I just remember being like, okay, online dating is not for me. Like I just, because every, here's what I found at least back then. I don't know if it's still the case and maybe you can I found people really lied a lot on their profiles, like big time. Um, you know, like I'm six foot two and then they show up and they're five foot two and, you know, things like, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like, I didn't like people that lie. So right off the bat, if you lied, I was like, nah, you know, you're not starting off on the right foot. So 100%. And I'm yeah. with you. And there is, there is some of that that's unavoidable, right? And and again, if you put yourself into the right mindset of psychotic optimism, they lie because they're insecure and they don't feel good about themselves. Right, I've heard, right. you know, the age old adage is if men lie about two things, it's their height and their income. And if women lie about two things, it's their age and their weight. So shoot right. the messenger, right? So, but it is what it is. And I'll tell you, a great way. You won't know, know that until you meet this person live, but using video as a pre-screen, so many women are just, it's like my love cup is empty and you meet someone and it seems like it's good. You want to get out there and have a glass of wine or meet this person out for dinner. Please do a video date. All the apps let you do it. 15 to 30 minutes, we teach people how to ace video dates, right? And how to use it as a great pre-screen to know, okay, you're not going to know how tall someone is by talking to them, but you're going to get a good sense of, do I like this person? Do we have things in common? Does he actually have all his teeth? Are his photos (laughs) current, right? Does his house look like, you know, he's a a hoarder? You're going to know all of that by doing a quick video chat. And someone that doesn't respect your wish to do a video chat, if you're listening to this going, you know what? I would do that. But a lot of these guys just say they don't want to. Guess what? If someone's not willing to respect your wish to do a video date, what the hell kind of partner is this going to be for you long-term? Lauren, you know, I know we're married, right? You've been with your partner for 15 years. I've been with my husband for 25 years. If someone's not willing to respect a basic wish now, that's a red yeah. flag. That's another red flag. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you talk about relationship, a relationship picker, and many women clearly have bad pickers. So how do you fix your picker? Not your pecker, your picker, by the way. Not your pecker. My husband at first, he's like, I hate that title. Why do you I call know, it fix your picker? I'm like, because we pick. If I had a dollar for every person that said to me, oh my God, I attract the wrong people all the time. No, no, my sweet listener, we accept. You're picking the wrong picking, people. Right. Yep. You are yep. allowing the wrong people 
into your dating life. And if this resonates with you, remember, 50% of first marriages end in divorce, 67%. And, and you know, if you look at attachment theory, 50% of us have what we call insecure attachment styles, which means we're going to get caught in this dance of dysfunctional partners ad infinitum, right? We were never taught how to do this. So is it any surprise that our pickers are off? Hell yes, because we were never taught how to pick in the first place. We look at pretty woman, right? It's like, oh, wow, a billionaire investment banker can marry a prostitute and rescue me from my <laughs> fire escape. Probably not. That's yeah. why it's in the movies, right? It, and yeah. If you think about it, we let Hollywood, Bollywood, social media, TikTok influencers, right? Our parents, our early relationships, but there's no cohesive strategy on this is what you do step by step by step. So it's actually my goal to change this one by one, person by person, to put more love into the world, to teach people there is a better way to do this. Oh, that's great. Oh, okay. So your picker, your relationship picker could be off. Uh, so the sign is if you keep making the same mistakes and picking the same kind of person, you like you have to look inward and not right. I got it. Look inward. And if you need, that is not something that fixes itself by reading right. a book on narcissists or going out to read about attachment theory, right? People sometimes say, and I'm sure you've heard this knowledge is power. I say it all the time, but not in, <laughs> I'll tell you what, where actual powers. I have a slight revision to that. Okay. Execution, doing the right thing is power. Knowledge is fine, but in so many of us, it sits here dormant. Right. If I want to lose 25 pounds, I know I need to eat better and move more. We all know how to do it, but what do we do? We don't exactly do that. And dating is so similar. Knowledge, it's great that you know what a narcissist feels like. It's great that you've learned some red flags here. But when faced with a person that's throwing down red flags, if that is your history, you know what's going to happen? You're not going to feel anything wrong because you're like, well, that's normal, right? Oh, right. That's yeah, that's your I normal. It's a jackass. And so this guy's a little less of a jackass. So why not? Right. We don't, we date relative to our ex, not Ooh. healthy. Right. This is what humans do. Well, he's better than my bad ex-husband. So why not? I want you to date someone who is absolutely high in good partner qualities for you. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Okay. So let's talk about apps. Uh, how does one use them successfully? And is there a right way or a wrong way to use them? Oh, and God. I don't even know. And then I'm going to ask you what dating apps, because I don't even know. I mean, I, I wouldn't even know. Go. Okay. You're like, go. So go for it. <laughs> dating apps. Yes, there is a right way. And yes, there is a wrong way. The first thing I want to tell you is everybody asks me every day. This is another one of those questions I get. Bella, what's the best app? I know you know. I don't know where all the great people are hiding. What I will tell you is there's over 1,500 registered online dating sites and apps. Okay. Right. There's wow. probably a new app that came on the market since Lauren and I have been recording this show, right? So it's probably 1,501 by now. I'm joking. But really, it's about having a set strategy. I don't, at Smart Dating Academy, I don't have my clients on any more than two apps or sites ever, right? Oh. There's no exceptions to that rule. 
People okay. come to me. I've made people over on shows on Steve Harvey and Kelly Clarkson like, oh my God, dating is a job for me. I'm on eight different apps and I still can't find a date. I'm like, you're sweet girl, you're going to have dating ADHD if you're on eight of anything. <laughs> like let's slim that down. So number one, what apps are right for you? Think about your age. Think about the city that you live in. Who are you looking for? Start to do some experimenting. Just is there a good... Is there a good app for uh, women in midlife? Are there like specific ones for people on this stage in life? We've had clients have success on every one, the ones you named, Match, eHarmony, Hinge, Tinder, Bumble, Zeus, Coffee Meets Bagel, Elite Singles, all of the major apps. Again, it's more about how you're looking at things how you're dating. Do you know how to green flag people and red flag people? I always say online dating. Think about it in general, the apps. It's like the world's largest cocktail party. And that's Mm -hmm. a party you want to be at. Right now, it's a really large party. Think of the apps as like different rooms in this giant mansion that you're in, right? You want to be there, but you can walk room to room and check out what's going on in the other rooms. So have an app strategy. Don't be married to any one or two. I have a 30-day strategy with my clients. What app are we going to try? Let's see how it's going. Is that good? Okay, let's give it another 30 days. And we might add one more to it so that it feels manageable. You should not be spending any more time than 30 minutes a day on the dating apps. 15 minutes in the morning when you're drinking your coffee. Lauren and I are both drinking coffee right now. Mm -hmm. And 15 minutes sometime after dinner. And that's it. Turn the notifications off. I don't want you to get crazy all day long. Like Chad texted you back. Chad, you can wait till after dinner. Turn the notifications off so you feel like there are boundaries around your dating life. Because what's so important is that you feel good and whole about yourself. I want you to have time to invest in yourself. Work out. Be healthy. Spend time with people you love. You bring your best self to the apps. Because if you feel like online dating sucks, I hate it. There's nobody good out there. What do you think you're going to see? You're going to see only people that look like they've just been sprung out of jail or they're degenerates. And when I go into my clients' inboxes with them, I can tell what their mindset was for the last week because they're like, ugh, there's no one here. And I'll go into their inbox with them. We're in the weeds with you all. I'm looking in your inbox going, what about this guy, Matt? Why didn't you message him back? He looks good. And they're like, oh my God. I don't know how I missed him. I'm like, how are you feeling on Wednesday when he texted you? Hmm. So Mm. we tend to view things with, you know, dark stormy lenses if we've had a dark stormy day. So you've got to also have great photos on dating apps. You cannot use old photos that you have. Your photos should be no more than one year old. If you don't know what good photos look like, go to my site, smartdatingacademy.com. I will show you what we're putting out there. And in a sense, Join that because that's your competition. Great headshots, great body shots, no other people, no sunglasses, no car selfies, no gym selfies. And I know you're going to be like, guys have worse photos than women. In general, they do. But I see people of all ages and women as well making these mistakes. Don't just pick the best photos you have of yourself. Invest in this process. And I'm going to give you a little nugget. The research shows we don't pick the best photos of ourselves. Find some people that you trust. Call me. 
Call Lauren, somebody who's going to speak truth to power or your friends that will tell you these are your five to six best photos. We all look at like our little, oh, I don't like my nose from this angle. Nobody else sees that except for you. Have someone else help you. This is what we do during our process because we know what people are looking for and what photos. So have someone independent give advice. Wow. That's, there's a lot there. Okay. So, but you, you made the analogy. It's like going to a party, the apps. So if you're like me and you walk into a party and it's all 20 somethings, I'm not going to be all that comfortable. So is there a party, an app or two that is specifically for people in midlife or no? No, I'm a big fan of the the online dating is needle in a haystack. So you might as well have a giant haystack. There's silver singles and our time. They call those for singles over 50. I'm like, look, 50 is the new damn 30. As you know, that's true. That is what you do. So no, I'm not here to say I'm saying try different apps. We've had, we have a lot of clients on match on Bumble on hinge some on eHarmony. We've got people on every site. There is nothing that specializes that's any good, in my opinion, okay. for midlife. Try the sites that have big denominators so you've got a vast pool of people to choose from. And if it feels overwhelming or daunting, you know that there's help out there. Oh, I like, okay, see, that's a good nugget. So don't like do silver singles or whatever, because no. they're probably also 100. I don't know. I could be wrong. There are 100. <laughs> and a lot of those sites, and it makes me angry because most of our clients are middle-aged women clients, right? right. And we don't have any of them on the midlife old people apps. I'm like, Good because 50, 60, it's like people look like they're 30, 35, That's true. 40, right? We're taking such yep. good care of ourselves. Right. And so I don't want people on geezer apps because I know if you're (laughs) listening to Lauren and if you're listening to me, you ain't no geezer. So get out there and, you know, your milkshake's going to bring the boys to the yard. Ah. Oh my goodness. I needed a laugh. Okay. So no geezer apps is what you're saying. No geezer apps. No. Oh my goodness. Get on the mainstream apps and start. But remember, get on them the right way. Yes, you have to have a really clean, good headshot where you're looking right at the camera and smiling. You need to have full body shots, okay? Dress to impress. Please make sure that your photos are well lit and high resolution. I I couldn't, I can't stress this enough. What I see, we run these workshops called Online Dating Love Labs. And we have people submit their photos to us to help choose. These are smart, successful women. I will tell you, 95% of them were like, you need new photos. You need new photos. You need new photos. They're like, wait, what? My Like, I thought these were really good. Your photos don't need to tell a story about your life. I don't need to see a picture of you on the pickleball court where you don't look good. And the photo's blurry to show someone that you like pickleball. Say that in your app. This is your personal marketing and cyberspace. You want to show yourself in the best possible light, but not over-filtered not Photoshop because people want to date the person in the picture. So you got to show up looking like your photos. If people tell you in online dating, oh my God, you look so much better than your photos. You're not doing yourself any service. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good tip. Now, what about getting your photos taken? Like where, who, where should you get them taken? Like who should take them? Should you get a photographer? I mean, what do you do? 
Yeah. You know, we tried referring people out like photographers, get professional photographers, but I like doing things in a certain way for Smart Dating Academy clients. So no matter where our clients are in the nation, they fly to Chicago to do their photo shoot. And it's so fun because it's a controlled process. We do, I have a makeup artist that is there to do your makeup from scratch. Not that you look like the bridesmaids version of you. We do five different outfits and then all the photos that you want. We tell you the kinds of clothes to bring. If you're going to invest in getting photos taken, listen to what I'm telling you. Listen to what we're doing and talk to people and make sure that they're going to do this for you. We have a studio. We do photos inside and out. Ask about that. You don't want some Groupon photo shoot that's going to do it for 79 bucks in your one red sweater. We do five different outfits where you are dressed to kill, okay? Because I want you to stand out. He doesn't get those outfits right away, but he's certainly going to go, wow, I could imagine bringing her to a black tie because she looks banging in that red dress. So if you say five, like five photos, what are, okay, now, now you're talking my language. What are the outfits that you should be wearing? Like, you said one like black tie look. Like what is there? What do you think? I think step it up, dress to impress. Unless you're a total marathon runner or, you know, you have some hobby that you're dying to express in your photos. And we do this in our studio as well. I have plenty of super fit women that come in and you would never guess they were 58, right? They look like, I was like, my body didn't look like that before I had kids. Amazing. And they'll do a shot in our studio with workout clothes on. But typically I want you in Mm -hmm. clothes that are well-fitted, that Mm -hmm. highlight your waist to hip ratio, nice necklines, saturated jewel tones, not giant prints. And remember women, and you know this, Lauren, and I know this, we tend to dress for other women. Men are way simpler than us, right? Save your amazing you know, leather studded cool outfit and big platforms and your super on point outfits for brunch with your girlfriends for online dating. Look pretty, right? Highlight the best versions of yourself. Be stylish, be chic. If you're a jeans and a t-shirt gal, do that, but do things that really highlight your best assets and color. I know in big cities, People like gray is a color, black is a color. I'm like, I know you think it is, but in photos, think about how newscasters dress, right? Yes, bright colors. I did on Huffing last week, right? I have my real Chicago City, New York girl wardrobe, and then I have my TV wardrobe, which looks like Skittles, reds and yellows and blues (laughs) and greens and purples, and they're all organized by color. That is what gets people's attention. And there are studies done with online dating. Men look, more at women that have pink and red lips, pop your lip color in your online dating photos and wearing red. The lady in red gets better hits. Interesting. Okay. Wow. All right. So you have, look- I'm curious about what do you, what would you, do you agree with that for style and look? Oh, for sure. Listen, I live in New York and our favorite color is black, but you know, it doesn't photograph well. And quite frankly, I've also found that black, and I hate to say this, is a little aging, especially near your face. Um, It shows wrinkles more. And um, I know this because I did a a little exercise many, it's been about like 17 years now where I went, I want to say six months at least without wearing black. 
like I challenged myself. I know. I was living in Chicago at the time. It was hard. Woo-hoo. I mean, I would wear black. I could wear black shoes, but I wasn't allowed to wear black anywhere else. For 180 days. Yeah, I did it too. Did I it? did. How did you did. feel? How did you feel? You know, I felt good. Um, I it made me embrace my my closet started to look a lot better. And then it was really interesting. What I do remember is when I did put black on. I remember like the day I I was like, okay, we're done. And I put a black sweater on and I looked in the mirror and I thought I looked so much older. So I thought that was interesting. So hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I still wear a ton of black, my, my closet still, but I try to wear something with the black that has a pop of color, but I can see for photos. Like I know because of, um, I have to shoot for Instagram and whatnot. I know that like all black outfits, they don't photograph that well. I mean, they just don't, they don't pop. 100. I could see that. If I showed up, you know, I'll tell you a lot of the national talk shows have stylists and they look at your wardrobe. If I ever showed up in something all black, they'd be like, you're going to look like with your black hair, you're going to disappear into the set. So it's always, I always hear, oh, wow, great color. You're always in color. I like black just as much as the rest of you, right? I'm a New Yorker at heart in the Midwest. And I'll tell you what Lauren says is exactly right. We think we look amazing in black. And if it's an amazing black dress, we probably do if our makeup is balanced. But otherwise, I look at pictures of myself. I have a black maxi dress that I think is so cute. And I wear it. And every time I see a photo snapped of me, I'm like, oof, you're looking a little Elvira today. Yeah, I know. But we feel comfortable in black. You know, black is a comfort color for most of us. It looks, I mean, it does look good on almost everybody. It's just for a photo, I can see that. And I remember being, I've been on some new shows and they are emphatically like, do not wear black. Do not wear black. Right. Do not wear white. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, ladies, I'll, I'll give you a cute, fun challenge. Do what Lauren and I are telling you. Wear, have a red dress moment. Have a red top moment. Wear mm-hmm. color out and pop your lip and see how you feel. On our Instagram, we run something called the Berry Lip Challenge. Everybody that knows me and has worked with me knows I'm always like, pop that lip. Our makeup artist, if you come to our photo studio, everybody's like, we know Bella's going to make us have a bigger, bolder lip because I know it plays well online. And we have women, even on Instagram, send us a picture of a lip color that they've never worn, send me a headshot and tell me how you felt doing it. And that's our hashtag Berry Lip Challenge. Every note that I get from women will say, I felt really pretty. People told me I looked better. I'm never going to go back to, you know. And it's as simple as a lipstick. I mean, come on. Simple and you can do, go to the drugstore and go get a good color now. I mean, you know, one of those Maybelline eight dollar sticks. You literally have to like sandpaper it off your damn lips. It takes so long to come off, yep. and it is game changing. Game changing. Right. Look at all my videos on Instagram at Smart Dating Academy. There is always a pop lip, no matter what. The rest of me might look like it was raked over coals, but the lip <laughs> will be on point. I'm the same way. I don't. I don't even go get the mail without lipstick on. It's ridiculous. I practically go to bed in it. Um, oh my god, totally. I, I am okay. So let's. We're gonna. We're gonna. You have anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? 
Uh, I kind of kind of feel like I want a date. Oh, just kidding. Sorry, honey. <laughs> I'll go on a date with you when I come to New York. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, I do love to get dressed up and go out, but yeah. But yeah. There, I, I, what do I want to add? I want to add, I hope that this, if you're listening to this, whether you're single or not, I hope you're inspired to know that there is a, a fun, easier, better, smarter way to do things. And even if it's not you that's single, spread the optimism yep. to someone that you know that's single and don't let them, don't participate in their online dating socks. I hate dating. There's no good people out there. Tell them, you know what? Love is going to come for you. I want you to get psychotically optimistic. And I want you to take this mindset of optimism and approach your daily life with that. And here's a really yeah. easy way to do that. Look for three things in someone else that you admire, that you like, and tell them, right? When you put more love out there, you'll be surprised at how that love is going to be reflected back to you. So often we see great things in people, we admire them, but we're too afraid to tell them. Tell them and watch how your own world will change. You'll get that mirrored back to you. It's a strange way that the universe works. Put more love into the world and you're going to get more love back. No matter where you are, single, married, divorced, despondent, elated, I don't care. Put <laughs> more love into the world. And I love that. Back. Yeah. I like that idea of telling people the three things that you like admire about them. And we should all do that. It'd be we nice to just, and I think if you have a negative attitude about anything, you're going to attract negative. So you have to kind of snap out of it, especially if you're going to be dating because nobody likes a negative person. Really? What in my, people will ask me all the time, Bella, do I need to lose 40 pounds before I get online? I've dated, I've gained the COVID 40. I'm like, look around you. Do you only see size zero people in happy, healthy relationships? No, it's more what what's inside of you? What does your heart say? Are you positive? Are you interested in the person across from you? Right. It's kind of the girl next door next to the supermodel, the supermodel who might appear, you know, super chic and well-dressed, but kind of negative or aloof, arms crossed, not interested in others nobody's going to feel confident walking up to her for fear of getting shot down. But when you're the person that is feeling good, making others feel good in your presence, you will have people in your orbit. That's a great way to end this. Thank you so much. Now, how can people find you? I mean, I'm going to put, I'll put links in the show notes, but tell everybody how they can find you. So three key ways. Number one, come to our website, smartdatingacademy.com. Fill out a contact form if you want to just be in our free newsletter database or if you want to explore having some psychotic optimism and a fairy godmother in your dating life. Follow me on Instagram. We post twice a day, lots of free tips. We do Instagram lives. And I am the host of my own podcast right. called the Smart Dating Academy Podcast. And you can find it anywhere you listen to amazing podcasts like Lauren. Give ours, Lauren's podcast, give ours a listen as well. Um, Smart Dating Academy on everywhere you can find it. So thank you so much for having me on. This was the most delightful way to start my day. Yeah, you know, that's, thank you. I enjoyed it. I was a little unsure, especially after my husband kind of lit into me. He didn't lie to me. He was just like, he was laughing. But at any rate, um, okay. 
let's, we're going to wrap this up. Okay. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. I have a new pro aging podcast bi-weekly. So please contact Lauren at fountain30.com for sponsorship opportunities. Take care, everyone. And remember, pop that lip, put on some red lipstick and tell people three things that you like and admire about them. You should do that anyway, whether you're single or, or not. You should just do it. Take care, everyone. Bye.